So, Jordan. What's going on? You know, you're the Steve Martin of uh, Freight Waves. <laughs> and the reason I say that is Steve Martin, I think, and this may have changed, but it was the most, it had been on Saturday Night Live more than anybody else. And uh, you have keep making a return That's visit, so. I'm infamous, not famous. There, there's something to that. But <laughs> you certainly are infamous for some of the fraudsters that are out there. Um, congratulations on Highway making the list of Freight Tech 25. It's been a disrupted list, uh, talking about disruptions. You guys, for the first time being on the list, appeared very high. So you're doing something right. Thank you. Um, and you're addressing this idea of fraud that is propagating this industry. It is a crisis. In fact, I want to take a video because this has been shared by uh, some friends of Freightways. The uh, Lombard has shared it. And I think this sort of talks a little bit about the seriousness of the problem as well as the fact that they just don't care how it's perceived. So let's take that video. So if you couldn't tell by that guy's video, he's an actual fraud. Uh, and you could tell. So I guess I'm feeling a little generous. So I'm going to give a clown a little bit of clout since you guys could tell he doesn't have any views. Uh, for this idiot to say that I don't know what IFTAs is, I pay my IFTAs every quarter. That's every three months. I have my IFTA uh, tag on the side of my truck. I do factoring. My factoring company is LVMV Corp. You could go check it out yourself. 2.5% rate if I want my quick pays. At the end of the day, I have eight Freightliner uh, Cascadias. And I have nine drivers, one of them team, eight solos. But you're a truck driver. I'm a truck company owner. You drive for me, you dumb dumb. You stupid. Got the Maybach, got the Lamborghini, got the $1.5 million house. What you doing? You making a fool out of yourself, bro. Running around, sitting in your truck. You're a dumb dumb. You telling people I'm a scam. Hit up my clients, dummy. Hit up my clients and ask them how they doing right now. Every one of my clients minimum taking home $10,000 a month after they're paying their drivers. After filling up fuel. And hell yeah, I double broker. I probably double brokered a load to you. And I teach all of my clients to double broker. For people that don't know what double brokering is, you book a load with your carrier MC from a broker and you resell it to another carrier. <laughs> yeah, double broker. Guess what? I've probably double brokered a load to your dumb ass. So at the end of the day, don't get mad. I know you're doing bad with loads. Call me. I could get you right now from L.A. to Florida about $7,000. They're full load partials that I'm going to sell to you for way cheaper. I'm going to make about 1000 off you because I'm double brokering it. But tap in with me, bro. Peace. So that video, Lombard, stand up. <laughs> you had a uh, a tic-tac. A tic-tac. TikTok debate with this guy who has come out and talked about not just, hey, like, this is what's going on and, and I got this great freight business, but I double broke your ass. I double broke your ass. <laughs> like, that is how they just don't care. They've committed, you know, they end up committing these crimes, they're committing fraud, and they just don't care. This is... I thought was an amazing video because it just shows just how reckless this whole problem is. So let's talk a little bit about his definition of double brokering is one thing, but I'd love to hear your definition, the official definition of double brokering. What is this concept of double brokering? Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to get G-Baby face on our, our product roadmap <laughs> committee. I mean, he's going to have some great ideas for us. Um, 
like most social media posts, there's a lot more show than substance to what, what, what he's talking about um, and what he's able to accomplish. You know, he mentioned some, his factoring company, which was probably a mistake for him. Um, you know, that's obviously a, a factoring company that if, if you're paying them on, for your brokers, or you pay, if you're a broker and you're paying that factoring company, that carrier didn't run that load. Um, so for us, we think about fraud in buckets. So the, the first bucket that is the most problematic and the most impactful to our customers and their shippers is stolen loads, right? When, when cargo goes missing and those people don't do what he did. You know, they, they, they will not talk to you. They will, they will run as soon as they, what they are trying to do is strike as hard and as fast as they can and disappear. Into is this the a catfishing experience? Or yeah, it's a, it's a lot of load fishing. It was, it was a lot of load fishing. It was, you know, they would onboard as a carrier and change the dispatch information. They were doing things like that. Um, now, you know, we see that their vectors are always changing, right? They're always trying new things. I think they're on a two-week sprint cycle. Like, these guys are they're very what good. What do you say they're changing? What are they changing? Right now, um, you know, we're seeing them take a more expensive vector where they're actually, they're, they're taking an MC number. It's their MC number, and we call it flushing it. They are stealing freight under that MC number. So they've registered, is it legitimate documents with the FMCSA? Mm-hmm. So they're actually saying, this is my company. Mm-hmm. So Craig Fuller Trucking, yep. registered under my name. Yep. It's traceable to me. Yep. And I go to the FMCSA and I open up a... Well, traceable to you. This this is the part of the problem is is the office of the registration does very little qualification of who actually. So I could say that I'm Jordan Graff or oh, yeah. Michael Wimberly or Jim Bob, and they would never know. There's a little bit to it, but there's but there it's 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 pretty light. And so when those people go, they go hard and fast as they can because they're going to try and get 10, 15, 20 loads all at once. And you know they're having um, it's a fictitious pickup. They're having another legitimate carrier pick it up, and they're transloading it at, at a warehouse to then you know do something else with so it. We're talking outright theft. Outright theft. That's the, that's so the they're thing. going and saying, you know, Rachel Trucking, Big Rachel, I think is what we called that one, right, Rachel? <laughs> Big Rachel Trucking picks up, and Big Rachel Trucking is on the take. Big Rachel Trucking works in my, my, my system, right? She's part of my, my mob. And she goes and picks up the load. And then she takes that load to a warehouse, and then she goes and picks up another load. That cargo is now stolen, and I will never, see, if I'm a shipper, I will never see that car. Never see it again. No. Big Rachel stolen the, the freight. And Big Rachel then goes and picks up another one, and the scam continues. Well, so what's, actually, there's a nuance to what's happening there. Um, the carrier, who's, the, the person who's actually committing the fraud, the, the, the criminal, he's pretending to be a carrier. He's, he's, a, he's using an MC number, or he's fishing a load to get the load tendered to him. He doesn't actually, most of the time, they're not actually picking it up. They're not actually showing up at the shipper and picking up the load. They're getting another legitimate carrier that they're, they're essentially double brokering it. They're getting a legitimate carrier to go pick it up, and then they're, mis- they're redirecting them to a different drop-off. Okay, and so that legitimate look, carrier has no clue that he's, in, he's involved in it. So Big Rachel is an innocent actor. Innocent, in most, yeah. So she gets, a, she gets an order. Yeah. Order comes over, and she picks it up at, 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 a, at, a, at a chicken plant. Tito's, Tito's Vodka Distribution Tito, Center. Tito's Vodka. That's a good one. So, they like those. Do they? Yeah. I bet G-Face. Yeah, I bet G-Face giving out some Tito's. Tito's. That boy looked so, like he put out a lot of uh, Tito's. So, <laughs> so we, we, she goes and picks up Tito's vodka. Trailer's loaded. She thinks she's going to L.A. Is, does she, and the bill of laden says she's going to L.A. At this point, is that, is that what's happening? Yeah, and they're, and, they're, and they're misdirecting him, and they're giving him reasons. When do they misdirect them? At what point? In the- uh, by the, well, before she even picks it up, probably. Okay, so she talking. thinks it's not going to L.A. Yeah, it's th- going to a there's a reason. We, we, there's an intermediate stop. We're going to consolidate. You know, you need to take it here. Don't, you know, the bill of lading is not right. Take it here and drop it. And, and, and good, some carriers, sometimes the carriers get wise to it, and they're like, 
no, this isn't right. I'm, I think something's up, and they'll start making phone calls, and, and that's some, some, sometimes a But that happens all it. the time in a parade, is that you get oh. an, a piece of information, the bill of laden's wrong. Yep. I mean, I, I did a lot of legitimate freight that, that had those issues. Probably 10% of uh, freight has some kind of exception to it. Oh, yeah. People inherently have errors and lazy. And, or, frankly, it's happened for because the person changed their mind. The company changed their mind. I don't want that going to L.A. I want it going to Fontana, California, or, you know, I want it going to Montana. Yeah, and they know this. And, I mean, they, they know this, and they, they, they operate. They use that as leverage. They, they pick this, in, this industry has fraud for, for a reason, right? And fraud is like fire. So fire needs oxygen, fuel, and heat to survive, right? So to put out a fire, you try and take away one of those elements. For freight fraud to occur, you need anonymity, right? You need the, this anonymous interaction. You need urgency, and you need prospect of gain, right? I steal that trailer of Tito's Vodka. That's worth a lot more than you're paying me on the line haul. So there's all three of those together is what creates, is why we're having this, is, is, is the basis of why this is happening right now, is, is all three of those are present in brokered freight. You don't actually see the carrier. You don't actually touch an interaction with them. There's always urgency on the broker freight floor. There's always urgency. Whether the low, you know, you're, everybody's operating with a high level of urgency. And so they use that, they use all those elements together um, to allow them to operate in this space. And that's why it wreaked havoc um, this year. So, so the name and nominity. Yeah, I don't know. We're from, we went to Baylor, man. We were, you know, we're not, we're just a couple of Baylor guys. We didn't go to Harvard or anything. That's true. Anyways. We didn't go to A&M, though. We didn't go to A&M. That's right. Yeah. Um, so this anonymous nature mm-hmm. of the industry is the problem. That Because obviously gain, I mean, Tito's vodka is probably 250 maybe a yeah. million dollar cargo when it's fully loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, we know there's gain there. We know there's opportunity. And we're the three urgency. Urgency, Always yes. Urgency. The urgency. Freight is an urgent commodity. The, uh, the anonymous nature is the problem. And that's, and that's what we saw when we started Highway. It was like, we can't solve those other two, but we can solve this piece of the anonymous nature of the interaction. And so that's, what, that's why we call Highway a carrier identity provider. We're trying to bring transparency to who you're actually interacting with. Uh, see, I, I, I say freight's been digitized for a long time. Okay, like phone calls, emails, those are all sorts of digital interactions, right? And, and those are all, by their nature, digital interaction. The other party is somewhat anonymous on the other end of that. So what we're trying to do is bring transparency to these digital interactions, whether it's a digital book it now buying transaction or whether it's done over email. We want to bring that transparency so you know what that carrier looks like on the other end. We, we have this concept, we call it booking in the dark. And that's, you know... Poor highway, that's a lot of what people did. They would book a carrier without having any knowledge of whether they could really pick up that load or that they had the equipment to even run that load. And so what we, our goal is and what we're bringing is this idea of like you get to book the carrier, you can see them. You can see where they're at based on location data in, in that telematics and know that what you're getting is actually a real carrier, not G-baby face, you know. Okay, I, I still got to understand the process because I think yeah. really important questions. So, so we've given, so Rachel is, is assuming she's picking up a load. Right. She gets the dispatch and told to go somewhere else. She goes and drops it off at a warehouse, and the, the warehouse is on the take, obviously, right? Those sometimes, guys are, sometimes not. Yeah, sometimes they don't know. So, so literally, Rachel pulls up to the dock. They unload the cargo. Yep. That cargo is in the possession of a warehouse yep. of which I at least have a lease or some type exactly. of structure with it. And then my goal is to liquidate that cargo uh, on the black market because I can make a quarter of a million dollars on that Tito's vodka. Is that right? Yeah, they'll sometimes let it set. 
to see if there's a tracking device or something in it. They'll let it set for a couple days to see if someone shows up for it, and then they'll they'll try and move so it. They after want that. nothing to do with it if they. They don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to be around. They they may never show up at the. They may never physically interact with the freight. But see, that's so highway. Like, so both highways for Venice. Someone buy it on the black market? Uh, that, I'm, I okay. haven't bought any Tito's vodka on the black market. I don't know, man. <laughs> so, I mean, like, to make money, you have to Yeah, they do. The they're clearing it. They're maybe sometimes, some, some of it's like solar panels and other things. They're taking it to ports and getting it out of the country. But a lot of it's being cleared here in the U.S. for sure. And it's stuff that is hard to track. Like, Always we're talking about stuff. walnuts and we're talking yeah. about, you know, chicken and we're talking about Tito's vodka. We're talking about stuff that is not computers and semiconductors. That's right. We're talking, because that was the problem in my day, it was mobile phones and semiconductor loads and computer loads kept getting stolen. Right. Reeboks and Nikes, Reeboks were cool in my day. Uh, <laughs> they're not anymore, but Nikes were also being stolen because they could be black. Anything black marketed, cigarettes, Nikes, those were the ones that were the highest risk problems for, products for us because those are the ones we were getting hijacked. This is a different kind of hijacking. What you're talking about is working, this is white collar crime, that's, that's instituted because we've created an ecosystem in a marketplace that has made it efficient to operate under a sense of urgency, and brokers have proliferated. Exactly. And this is the equivalent of internet transactions in 1995 or maybe 1998 with no proper security protocols in place. Right. I mean, that's, that, yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, whenever, when people ask me, like, you know, what is highway or what is carrier identity? I say, you know, it's three things. Who are you? Are you really the carrier? And what equipment do you actually have? And I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm a developer, right? I, all, all I did was take identity and access management principles from software development, from network security, and applied it to the and you worked at carrier a network of and a broker. You built client payments network. You yeah. built those rails. And in doing that, you learned a lot about, because banks are inevitably fraud prevention specialists, right? Yeah. That's, if a bank is going to be successful... That's oh, absolutely. The, that's, they spend enormous money. So you learn the process that it takes and the thinking behind these criminal syndicates. Banking is giving other people your money and hoping they give it back to you, right? Like they, they're, they're experts in making sure they get paid back. And they're really, you know, J.P. Morgan <laughs> trying to get a wire out of them, I said this before, is the most painful process that's I've ever right. had to go through. Hours. It used to be instant. And now I have to call seven, have to talk to seven different humans yeah. before they'll let the wire go. And it's insane, but they're there to prevent me from, pe- from the, the occasion where I do have something happen that's malicious. There is not today, most, in the most cases, there are no processes to help that. That's um, highway comes in. So highway is a piece of technology, but I, I still want to understand yeah. the problem of the word double brokering because it's a term sure. that may not make sense in this room. And for shippers, they may not understand why this is a problem. Okay. So our cargo's stolen. It's now being liquidated. And where was the double, how did the double brokering actually take place? What happened that enabled that to take place? Rachel's got a different dispatch now. She's been told, pick up a load. She thinks it's legitimate. She's now been told to go drop it off at an intermediate warehouse. How did that happen? Yeah. And this, we'll talk about how it happens and how we prevent it from even getting to Rachel, right? So Rachel um, was contacted by somebody that acted as a carrier to get the broker to give him the load. That, that, the, that's the fraudulent Contacted person. by a carrier... That I was pretending to be a broker, like he said, pretending to be a broker, contacted her and said, I got a load for you. And that person, that, that's the, the fraudulent Okay, but hang on a second. The shipper thinks it's a carrier, right? The broker thinks it's a carrier. We're just talking oh, I'm talking about the shipper. Yeah. So Tito's yeah. thinks it's a carrier or thinks it's a broker? So, so Tito's in this example thinks it's a carrier. So Tito's thinks there's an actual truck and Rachel, or G-Face trucking. G-Face baby. G-Face baby is going to pick up the load. Yeah. Now, Rachel's trucking, Big Rachel shows up, right? 
Isn't that weird to the shipper? I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's not good. It's, it's just all kinds of... But I, I thought G-Face was my carrier. Exactly. But it's Big Rachel. How did that happen? Yeah. So that's, that happens... Is that effectively double brokering? Yeah, that's effectively double brokering. Yeah, exactly. Is the idea that, that I pretended to be a carrier, mm-hmm. and rather than picking it up under my own power, G-Face is not showing up. He's not showing up. He's got to be between his Mercedes. Classic if he did. It would be great. But he didn't. Instead, I get Rachel. So you get Rachel. And I then should be asking questions, should I not? Well, you got to think about the volume of transactions that's happening. There's so much going on. And, and then we, we serve freight brokers, right? So in the freight broker world, they're not at the dock. They don't, they don't, they're not there when the truck but arrives. But I'm talking about the shipping clerk should have been verified that it's big G-Face trucking. Sometimes they have that data. Sometimes they don't. Okay, so, so now we've given the load like to the Rachel. Harvest? She's on her way. Yeah, yeah. It's been double brokered, and the cargo is gone. Yep. Like the wind. Okay, so that's one form mm-hmm. of double brokering. Give me some other sort of examples. Yeah, the, the next one that's probably, I mean, the next one's probably most malicious would be the actual, the, the Ponzi schemes double brokering, where they're, they're doing the same transaction, but what they're trying to do is, as fast as possible, build up as much payments, right? So they're, they're getting paid by the broker on a quick pay, or they're, getting, they're factoring their loads, and then they're turning around double brokering it to another carrier, and they'll sell the payment 30 days. And it's just a true, like, tight check kiting. Yeah. Okay, so it's a check kiting problem. They're actually, that one, they're not stealing the loads. They're actually having the loads delivered. There's, there's freight flowing, bills so are being how paid. how are they stealing money? Yeah, so they're getting paid in zero days. By a quick pay on factoring company. company. Quick pay or, or broker factoring. Or broker factoring, yep. And where is the fraud? They're holding 30 days worth of payments for the carriers that are actually running it. So they're not actually pay- They have no intention of paying the carriers. No intention of paying the carriers. So they're just check-kiting. Check-kiting, maybe. Yeah. So this is check-kiting in the form of freight. Yep. So they go out and they take a load. And they take as many as they can get, hundreds of loads. All of a sudden, they're, they're becoming a really big carrier for, with zero equipment. Yep. Uh, actually, the case is a broker in this case, right? Do we think, does the shipper think it's a carrier? Yeah, the shipper thinks it's a carrier. So ship, shipper thinks it's a carrier mm-hmm. with an MC. It ends up on a load board. It gets posted. Big, picking on Big Rachel. Yeah. Big Rachel's trucking company picks up. Lombard's trucking company yep. picks up. And all of a sudden, they haul the freight yep. and... There is no advance payment. They factor it. Big the G Face sure. Trucking has it has done quick. He pay. said it. LVMB. He just takes all the money for himself. Yep. Goes out and buys another Lamborghini. Oh yeah. Yep. It's a very high margin. Now that is a. I mean, it seems like a, a prosecutable crime that's easier to understand than than the actual cargo theft because you've got all these interdependencies. Why are they not prosecuting that? Uh, yeah. So that one. That one. That one is, you know, those two that we've talked about so far are, like, when we work with legal authority, with, with the authorities, like, those are things they will go after, and they will try and get and get So, cargo, right. direct but, cargo but, theft. But that, yeah, direct cargo theft. Check kiting, or check freight kiting. kiting I guess yeah, freight kiting. Let's call it freight kiting. Hey, new term, freight kiting. Yeah, that one, um, they may never be in the U.S., though. So, they're offshore. They can be offshore. They and they were hired by, the by Jim Bob Brokerage offshore during the peak of covid in, you know, whatever country. Yeah. They're in Russia. We'll pick on Russia. Oh. They're, they're not popular right now. Yeah. So, uh, they're in Russia, and they've learned how to broker freight, yep. and they don't have anything to do because the market sucks. They just got laid off, and they've learned the system. So they go out and register an MC number with fake credentials from the government. The government buy one. Yeah. And they're offshore, and now they're doing quick pay. Into, they have a U.S. agent, obviously, or a bank Someone's account, there, right? Yep. And so they're, the, that money's being flowing in there, 
And 30 days later, when the carriers start calling to figure out collections, there's nobody to the be found. The phone is disconnected. Yep. The phone is disconnected, and there's no return. No, man, they're, they're gone. You're not finding them. They've already, the money's already been moved out of that bank into another bank, and it's... And, they're, and they're, they've now set up a second scam, right? Yeah, they're going again. And they're doing it again. Lucrative. And they're running four or five of these, ten of these at the same time. Yep, yep. Wow. And, and, they, and I guess the FBI is saying, look, these guys are in Russia or Mexico or wherever land. They're out of our jurisdiction. Yeah, and it's, it's hard because it's small dollars, too. Also, like, it's not like the individual transactions add up to large dollars. There's a reason they love this industry. There's a reason they hang out here. A thousand bucks. I know. It's, that stuff's hard to get people's attention. We had, uh, when I was in payments, we had somebody embezzle $40,000. No, we had 10,000, about 10 to 20,000. And I was told by, the, the local police didn't understand white collar crime. Yeah. It was embezzlement off the system. And I was told the Secret Service's policy, this was 10 years ago, anything below 40,000, they wouldn't touch it. Wouldn't touch it. On a single incident, they had to ha- you had to have more than exactly. forty thousand, and because they're the ones that do a lot of the money embezzlement out of banking systems, like that's the Secret Service jurisdiction, it's not protect the president. I don't know how that right. happened. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But but anyways, they just didn't care. Um, it's a it's a crime. It's significant. I agree. It is, and it hurts this industry a ton. It hurts small carriers. It doesn't just hurt brokers. Like it hurts small carriers. These guys don't get paid. I got a buddy that runs out of Albany, Texas, got two trucks, and he got whiffed on $1,500, you know, and that, that hurts, man. Like, he's, he, can't make his, he can't make his loan payment this week. These month, are, you know? you know, I had this conversation with Kendra Tucker yesterday, the CEO of Truck Stop, and, and we were talking about the fact that this really significantly hurts the smallest players. It does. The big companies are fine. Like, you know, this is not going to bankrupt the big companies. They're not doing all of these types of transactions anyways. They're not, certainly not doing quick pay or dependent upon it. It's the smallest guys in the, in the system that are getting screwed. It's the drivers that are already facing all the pressures that are getting screwed. Yep. It's the shippers that are losing the cargo never to be seen before. I guess the, the, the knee-jerk reaction that I would have if I'm a shipper is, should I be doing business with brokers? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, brokers provide a level of stability um, from price and capacity and also from these issues. Like, these are, this is what brokers are built to handle and not what Highway helps them handle. It's like they're in the, in the, the day-to-day grind working through the fraudulent activity and finding the real carriers and getting the real carriers on your loads. And so there's a lot of value that brokers provide, especially when you start talking about this is just one element of all the things that brokers worry about and, and execute on every day. So it's not, it's not the, the system itself in terms of brokers being participants in the market, because that feels irreversible. We're not taking that away, right? Absolutely. It's 50% of four-hour transportation. It's, it's, is it that high? It's that yeah, high, yeah. I think it's 50%. 50%. I think it's 50% of four-hour transportation. Because we've been using 20, 18, 20%. You think it's higher. 50%? Yeah. Okay. So it's much higher than what most folks sort of I, believe I, it is. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's, that's interesting. The, um, so we, if, if we want to enjoy this capacity from brokers, we have to fix the problem. There's one other form of fraud that you've identified that was new to me, and that's the idea of, of effectively phishing. Yeah. The idea of changing credentials. Explain this one to me. It's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're preying on, you know, as, as we keep closing off vectors for them, they, what, one way they go in is they say, they send emails to brokers, large brokers, mid-sized brokers, to the carrier sales reps on loads that were posted on, on a load board, and they say, hey, I'm this carrier. They, 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 they register an email that looks very close or very similar to an email of a, a, a real carrier. Or in some instances, they register, they actually get access or logins to that carrier's email, 
and they email them and say, hey, I want that load. I want that load coming out of uh, you know, Tito's Vodka Distribution Center. So let's, let's come up with a real case example. So yeah. U.S. Express, nobody seems to know how to spell it. That's, with an X and not an E. Dude, we've had it, people trying to and, impersonate And them. everyone spells it with an E. Yeah. The knee-jerk reaction is an E. I've seen employees of U.S. Express use an E. <laughs> Nothing drove me more nuts than seeing an E in front of an X at U.S. Express when I was there. So they changed the name to U.S. Express. They register a Gmail, and maybe it's U.S. Express. Like they register a domain account, yep. which anybody can do. U.S. Express Trucking, or U.S. Express Transport, or U.S. Express dot in or something, yeah. right? Or IO, and they make it look so close to the actual domain name that when I glance at it, I think that's the way you spell U.S. Express right. naturally with an E. Because nobody would spell it with an X. <laughs> they spell it with an E. And all of a sudden, I think I'm interacting with U.S. Express, but I'm, in, I'm actually interacting with G-Face. Yeah, baby. Who's now U.S. Express. Exactly. Right? And once he has the right confirmation and the and pickup so number, he gets, gone. he gets the email and says, hey, I am this carrier. He gets the rate con. Tell me how that, pro- that fraud propagates. Yeah, once the, once the rate confirmation is in the hands of the, of, the, of the criminal, like with the pickup number, they're, they have everything they need. They're so gonna- they've sent Rachel in. Yep. And this time, we've modified the dispatch off the, the delivery address. So Rachel gets the address and says, this is going to Montana. Yep. And it's probably going to New Jersey. I, my wife's from New Jersey. I shouldn't pick on New Jersey, should I? <laughs> yeah, pick on New Jersey. Uh, can I pick on New Jersey? New Jersey's a good one, yeah. Okay. It's going to New Jersey. It's not going to Montana. Montana, I don't know. There's a lot of, you wouldn't go out there and look at broad. I don't think broad, so. But yeah. we're going to New Jersey. And... It's now changed from going to California to New Jersey. Yep. And that fraud will take us up to New Jersey to a warehouse. Big Rachel delivers the cargo. She's completely innocent. Yep. And two things happen. One is she takes, they take out a, a fuel, a, a broker advance, right? Uh, no. No, no, they, they would, t- and then when they're, they're just still, this is just, they don't cargo. care about getting paid. They don't care about pay. Yeah. They just get. care about the cargo. Yeah. So now she's picked up a, a load of walnuts. Because they're not going to get paid because it never delivered. Uh, got it. So they're picking up a load of walnuts. Yep. It's sitting at a warehouse in New Jersey, and no one knows where that cargo's at. Oh, yeah. There you go. And that's the fishing, catfishing thing. That's when they're about. fishing, they're trying to steal loads. Is there any more that we've missed that are big? You know, there's a lot of things that we see every day, and we kind of wait to formalize vectors, and we don't normally publicly announce them because we don't want them to know. You don't want them know. to propagate it? You're not here to tell we us We don't how want to them do to this? know what we know. No, we don't want them to know that we know yet <laughs> what they're doing. Um, or where they're operating out of, or where they're targeting, but it's it is it is it is active. They are ever changing. They are they are continually thinking about new new vectors. That what you saw there is not what you're up against. That's you know that's not what we're up against. That's a low level form of double brokering. That's not trying to steal money. It's it's a pain. It's wrong. It's but it's it's not what we're really up against. We're up against sophisticated actors who know the U.S. supply chain who are operating. In with data scientists, they're operating with real data people, figuring out ways to get in places and get this. They want the two hundred billion dollars if it's half the market. They want the two hundred billion dollars in cargo, right? And not, and we're not even talking about the cargo. I mean, we're talking about exponentially if two hundred fifty thousand dollars, a thousand dollars doesn't matter. Exactly, it's the two hundred fifty thousand dollars of product that actually does. They're playing for lotto tickets because if they get one, it's two hundred two hundred thousand dollars, right? It's and a that's big what we problem, man. Our brokers and us, we're playing defense every day, trying to keep them out, but they're just playing for lotto tickets. This feels like a really important problem, which is why you're number seven on the. Front. <laughs> uh, Let's talk about what Highway's doing to solve it. Yeah, so I mean, what we talked about carrier identity is figuring out who are you, right? Tying a digital session to something that's physical, 
Are you really the carrier and authorized representative? Figuring out whether you truly have the ability to represent that motor carrier. And the third piece is what equipment do you actually have and where is it? Right? So what, prevent, we, we gotta, what we do at Highway is preventative care. We, don't, we stop it before it ever gets to that secondary carrier, to, to, to work, in this example, Rachel. We're that first carrier that's coming through. When he's trying to come through and onboard, he's, he's going to hit a ton of roadblocks in Highway because there's so many risk factors associated with his business. So let's go through every couple of frauds. Yeah. Uh, USXE Express, what yeah. did you have caught that? Yeah. How? So first in the Outlook plugin that we have, they're using the Outlook plugin. Carrier sales reps using the Outlook plugin. It's what about Gmail? Show. Gmail? <laughs> Not Gmail yet. yet. Front Outlook plugin. Um, and then when we have a rate confirmation delivery product, the rate confirmation delivery product we have at Highway controls where it goes to, make sure it gets to the right representative of the carrier. So it doesn't matter who emails you. It so the broker them. is making sure it goes into the broker. So like whatever's registered inside the load board is going to the right person? No, they, it, it's what it's in the highway. When, we, when they send it to, they send rate confirmations to us, they just send it to the MC number at gohighway.com and we control and you make sure it to it's the right routed people. to the right person. Yeah, so that carrier sales rep doesn't have to think. We just want to make it where he doesn't have to think or she doesn't have to think. They just send it okay. and we take care of delivery. So it doesn't matter what they try to fish you with this way. It's going to go to the right. So the data is, is correct. That's so right. Big Rachel's getting the right address in California. She's not going to New Jersey, right? That's right. Okay. And then what, what, what? the third one in terms of like advanced payments and issues like that? Yeah. So it, that's where you know we use we think about we think about carriers in a in a matrix for fraud risk, and so we think about low risk and high risk carriers, and it's it's across the spectrum, and so every carrier's experience in highway is different. So depending on what we see about you or what we know about you. Um, there's trap doors. We ask you questions, and if you give wrong answers, you're going to end up in places you don't, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to finish, or you're, you're going to get asked to do things to verify that you have real physical pr presence. Um, so we do a lot of data. We do a lot of things with telematics. We do a lot of stuff with physical location, and you know, it's it's fascinating to watch. It's fascinating to watch our brokers on the other end of it because the bad actors will say anything and everything about highway. They'll say it doesn't work, it won't load, or. <laughs> Or, um, it, you know, one guy, one guy emailed one of our brokers and said, you know, Highway, you know, you should use an American company. Highway's based in India, and all they have is Indian developers. You should use a, a real American company and name one of our competitors. You're like, a, you're, you, know, I, you live in Dallas, Texas. Like, uh, but then with the best part about it, because I'm a patriot, so, like, I appreciate him using American companies, but he was in Bosnia. <laughs> he wasn't even in the U.S. I was like, I did. But He's a Russian. Still a patriot. Former man. job of Russian troll. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and they troll me on social media. I mean, I get the best part is they'll like they'll try and connect with me on LinkedIn, and they know I'm from Oklahoma, and so they'll like create these fake profiles of people that went to OU. <laughs> it's like you're like, bro, like, I don't care. <laughs> I didn't go to OU. Sick and yeah. bears, sick and bears, baby. Yeah, um, but they're they're ever moving, ever active, and you know we we try to think about preventative care, keeping it out of people's networks, and that's that's why we've had great results and. Great outcome for our customers. Well, Jordan, I wish you the best of luck. I, I, I'm excited about what you're doing. Um, congratulations on the Freight Tech Awards. This is an important problem, and it's one that we should be talking a lot more of. So awesome. really appreciate your time. I imagine the trolls are going to come at you more uh, <laughs> in this process as you become more successful, but that is a testament to success. So thank you, Craig. Thank you so much. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you. Jordan Graff.